We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three themes. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. You can hang around the ark. You can, you know, be at the back alley here. You can be on the other side, outside, I mean, on, the, on, on this other side of the building. If you don't step into this place, you are truly not here. That you are hanging around the home does not necessarily mean that you are in the home. The Lord said to me, many of my people, they've been hanging around my home so much that they think they're actually home, but they're not home. And that's why this message is coming this morning. Jesus saying to you, come back home. See, listen to me very carefully, church, this morning. You've lingered. You've stalled enough outside. You've had enough of all the nonsense going on outside. You need to come into the home at this point. How do you know you're home? Because the question you want to ask would be, do you live for him? Does your heart pant after him? Because except you are in the home, you have no idea of what is going on in the home. Imagine right now, there are homes just around us. There are buildings around us. Everyone is in their own buildings. Nobody knows exactly what is going on in the sanctuary right now. Even those who are watching online, they can only hear, they can only see. But they cannot fully you know, understand what this place looks like. Except they step into this place for the first time. You've hung around the perimeter enough. You need to come back home. Many are hanging around the home thinking that they are home. There will be ways, there will be signs by which we would know maybe you are home or you're not home. Let me ask us this very simple question and I'm praying that the spirit of the Lord will convict every one of us under the sound of my voice, including me. What was your walk with the Lord like when you just accepted the Lordship of Jesus? What was your life like? What about all those vows and all those commitments that you made to God? What about them? One way you would know that you are not home anymore, that you've left the home, would be the fact that these things that I'm saying, they will not be the reality of your own life. What about the period you used to be dutifully serving in the Lord's house? What about now that he really does not even freak you? I mean, he doesn't bug you whether you serve or you do not serve. Whether anything happens or anything, it does not really, really matter. It's that will let you know whether you are home or whether you're not home. A number of things keep people outside their home. Number one is the fear of reprimand or the fear of being reprimanded. The fear of being reprimanded. You see, it's so bad that in this age, we actually can barely even see a distinction between someone who's accepted the lordship of Jesus and the one who hasn't. It's so bad that in this age, you can barely see a distinction between a so-called worker, volunteer in God's house, and a non-worker. So, lifestyle while in the Lord's house is different from lifestyle outside the Lord's house. Ephesians chapter number 2, if you start reading from verse number 1, 
Ephesians chapter number 2, starting reading from verse number 1. Paul speaking says, we all once conducted ourselves, you know, like the people of the world. We kept on doing things like the people of the world would do them. But grace found us. Grace found us. Grace found us. It's so bad that it can be very, very hard. You know, the, the, the kind of, um, um, what do you call it, colloquial, the, the slangs, the languages, you know, someone who is not saved uses. It's the same thing that comes out of your mouth. In this age and times of social media, the kind of content that you post are proud to you accepting the lordship of Jesus are the same things that you're still doing. You see, one of the things that you must realize is that this Christian walk, this walk of faith that we've been called into, um, is a walk that must be walked in a manner that you constantly check in yourself if you are in or if you are out. That's why the Bible says you should walk out your salvation with fears and trembling. You consistently place a check on yourself. Am I in or am I out? Because frankly, like I said earlier on, many of us are actually deceiving ourselves, thinking we are in, but in actual fact, we are actually out. One of the ways, again, in which you will know that you are not in, that you are actually out, is that there will be no burden in your heart for anything for the father or the father's business. There will be no burden. There will be no burden. You know why many people around us are not saved? Because those of us who claim to be saved, we have not shown enough fruit of what it actually means to be saved. Like I shared last week Sunday, the mercy titled act of kindness. You find a believer who, you know, deliberately chooses to withhold good from others. So the fear of being reprimanded keeps people out. Take a look at Luke chapter number 15 now. Luke chapter number 15, 17 to 19. Let me show us that. Luke chapter number 15, 17 to 19. You'd see that. Luke 15, 17 to 19. The gentleman had fears of being reprimanded. Please, can you be fast on that system? Thank you. 17, please, to 19. He says, but when he came to himself, I love the translation that says when he came to his senses. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. 19. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. He had fears that the father was going to reject him. But what he did not know was actually that the father was actually awaiting his return. Number two, what keeps people outside the home? Acceptance of condemnation. I've met people who say, after all, they've wallowed in sin. They've gone so deep in sin such that they are beyond redemption. I'm already condemned, so let me just remain in that terrible state. See, that's not part of God's desire. And I keep saying this, and I keep saying this all the time, and I keep saying it. If any man is beyond redemption, then Jesus has died in vain. You hear me right now? If any man says they are beyond redemption, that means Jesus died in vain. It doesn't matter how terrible you think you are fallen. 
It doesn't matter how stinky. Even if, let's assume that you even messed yourself up, proud to even come into church, or you're proud to being connected to this telecast online. Jesus is willing to cleanse you if you would let him be. So the fear of condemnation says to them, you're already beyond redemption. You're no longer worthy. And that's one of the reasons why I keep saying the gospel of Christ, it's not the gospel of condemnation. It's the gospel of reconciliation and restoration. The gospel of Jesus just does not reconcile man back to God. He restores man to God's original relationship and intent, the way things should be. That songwriter says, you look past my sin, my guilt, my shame, and purge your love. You look beyond me. Because if he does not look beyond us, none of us, including me, as the priest in this church, will be worthy of anything in his hands. So the devil also knows how much you enjoy, you know, the feeling of condemnation. You know, then we'll, you don't know what it does. He then keeps condemning you the more. So you come into church, you find someone leading worship or singing, and you feel that they are too holy, they are holier than you. Your life can never measure up to their lives. You find someone serving in church, and you think that they are so pious, they are so without sin, they are so blameless, so faultless, and you cannot fit in. Come back home. Come back home. Some of you were immigrants under the sound of my voice. You remember all the promises you made unto God? That if your admission pulled through, if your permanent residence status pulled through, you remember, even those of you who are not even immigrants, you remember how you made vows to God. Lord, if only you can give me this job. When I get this job, I'll make sure I serve you with the whole of me. But rather than the job getting you into the Father's house, it's the same job that's taking you out of the Father's house. You made promises unto God. Oh, when I get to that nation, I'll just look for a good church and I'll begin to serve. Has that still been your testimony? Come back home. Come back home. Many of us have gone too far. And there is a way you will know you've gone too far. The way you will know you've gone too far would be when, when, you, when you begin to revel and, ha and find pleasures in sin. When there is no longer guilt in your heart, the spirit of the Lord no longer convicts you. It does not condemn, it convicts. I've taught you repeatedly as a church. Conviction leads to repentance, to redemption. But condemnation leads to redemption, um, to destruction. The spirit does not condemn, the spirit convicts. Conviction is the Lord opening your eyes to say, see what you have done. This is not right. Oh, why did you lie to that person? Go, now go, go ahead and, and go make things right. That's conviction of the spirit. Condemnation is the devil said to you, oh, you just lied. Well done, my G. You should have even said it this way and even said it that way. And just continue to live your life. Romans chapter number 6 from verse number 1. How shall we continue in sin and pray that grace of God? Are you home? Ask yourself. Do you know what it means to be saved? How, how precious is your salvation to you? You know, during the course of the week, um, Brother Diolua reached out to me. 
you know, I think they were having discussion in one of the cell systems, in one of the cell groups. And um, maybe somebody raised a question as to, Pastor once mentioned something about um, maybe salvation being questionable. And he provided answer to the person and wanted to understand what my perspective is. And I say that, I usually say that when there is no longer distinction between those of us who are saved and the one who is not saved. Many times when I'm grieved, when I'm hurt, I know what to do. What withholds me most of the time is the spirit of the Lord in me. Huh? And the treasure of my salvation. Are you like that? Are you home? Are you home? Number three, what keeps people outside? Number three, the deceit of the world deceit of the world. You know the world, you know the picture the world paints? It doesn't make sense, you know, to just live for Christ, you know, and um, have Christ in your life and live for him, you know, entirely. You can just do one leg in here and one leg out there. After all, nobody's without sin. When you hear people saying stuff like that, know that there is a demonic spirit in them speaking out. A genuine believer, a true believer, does not revel in sin. You don't enjoy it. You, no, you will not enjoy it. Even if it's you just saying to someone, hey, I'll be with you right now, and you know you're not going to be with that person right now, the Spirit of the Lord will convict you. It's as simple as that. Let alone polluting your body or doing all sorts of nonsense. The deceit of the world. So the world paints the picture that there is nothing good in the home. Just stay outside and let's keep hanging around together. See, this is going to be for someone. Pay attention to this. Whatever life the devil gives you outside Christ, it is the least available for you in Christ. Me, I'm a witness. The peace, the joy that I have, uh, the peace, the joy that I have in my heart, the hope that I have, those who are outside, they do not have, you can't have it. You can't have it because if, 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 if the Lord calls them home right now or if they breathe their last right now, they perhaps don't know where they're heading to. The layers of the attractions of this world. And these were the temptations that Jesus himself faced. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. So the world makes you feel, you know, when you, if you go into, into the house, if you go into Christ, if you go too deeply, you just become like, the, they don't prosper, they don't do it. Their life is just always about church and this and that. But they will not tell you that there is actually a void in their heart. They will not tell you that many times they lay to bed, they cannot sleep. They will not tell you that they are lacking in comfort. I've done a teaching in this church before, something around um, what the world needs or what the world is looking for. There is a question in the heart of every man outside there begging for an answer. There is a void. So they try Buddhism, it can't provide you the answer. They try human psychology, it cannot provide the answer. They try um, atheism. He cannot provide the answer. 
Because the answer is nowhere else except in the house. The deceit of the world. You know, there's something the Bible describes as pleasure of sin. It says Moses, for example, Moses, you know, rather than, you know, um, um, you know, being carried away, he chose to suffer affliction, you know, with the children of Israel. Sin is pleasurable. Bible says so. But you must be careful not to let the pleasure of sin to carry you away. How much and how often do you breathe, live, speak, think, God? So to the B part of this teaching this morning, why should you be home? Why should you be home? If you are, I say, I, me, my, I don't know why I'm taking this teaching. Sincerely. But I know it for someone. I prayed, contended for the soul of someone under the sound of my voice. That someone will leave this service this morning and choose not to do certain things they used to do again. That someone would have a fresh revelation. They will be reminded of their salvation. Why should you be home? You need to be home because it is dangerous outside. It's dangerous. There are vultures outside. There are vultures outside. No disrespect to homeless people. Have you seen homeless people around the city? Do you see how they move around? They will get, I've seen some of them on bicycles. It's so bad that I've seen some of them pack their stuff in a um, store cart. You know that cart you use in Walmart, in Superstore and all of all those stuff. They'll put their stuff in there and they'll be willing. They don't know where to rest their head. That's what it looks like when a man is outside Christ. You don't know. But each time you see them, each time you see those people, be reminded about where you are standing, whether you're home or you're not home. It's dangerous outside. There are vultures in there. It's cold outside. You need to come in. It's freezing cold. There is no warmth outside church. There is no warmth. There is no warmth outside. There is no warmth. If you leave this place right now, you can't stand alone outside this building for five minutes without shivering. That's the reality of our lives outside Christ Jesus. Are you home? Just like the Ark of Noah, some of us, after this service this morning, we need to say, I'm not sure whether I'm home or I'm not home. You need to get into the ark and have God shut you inside. You are here right now in this sanctuary, despite the fact that things around there have not been fully done. This place has not been fully padded. You have no idea of what is going on outside. Same way the person outside does not have an idea of what's going on inside. But you cannot deny the fact that those of you who are here in this auditorium right now or watching maybe in the comfort of your home, you have more comfort than someone strolling on the streets. It's dangerous outside. Come back home. Come back home. I also want to speak to those of you whose parents labor over. Your parents, your father, your mother, or your grandparents served Jesus with the whole of their lives. Morning, afternoon, evening, praying, leading you to church. But right now you've grown, you've grown wings, you've left the home. 
left it entirely and you don't have an idea of how far you have gone away from the home you can be hanging around the home it does not mean you're in the home for many under the sound of my voice it's the prayers of your parents that's holding you up what legacy do you have to bequeath to your own children will then your children be home or will your children be outside it's dangerous it's dangerous outside church. Very dangerous. It's not healthy. There are vultures there. Hawks are there. Even if you don't, if your parent under the sound of my voice and you don't teach your children the need to remain in their home by exposing them to godly things and godly morals and godly um, virtues, there are vultures, there are, there are hawks outside there that will take them away from the home. You can't hear the father's voice from outside. No. You've got to be in the fold, in the barn to hear the father's voice. John chapter number 10 from verse number 10. You know the reason why many of us are not able to hear God's voice? We are no longer in the home. If you're no longer in the home, you can't hear the father's voice. The father speaks to those of who lives, who abides with him. Abide in me and my word abide in you. Then you ask me anything, then I will give it to you. That's what the word of the Lord says. This message this morning should be a check on each and every one of us who ever laid claims to being saved. When was the last time you thought about your salvation? That spirit of anger, that violent spirit that was in you, proud to you being, it's still evident in your life. It, it's a proof you've gone away, you've gone too far. Because in the house, what the father does in the house is that he continues to prune us. If you stay in the house, he continues to flush you. He flushes you. Then you see that day after day, you're just getting better. A newer you is emerging. That's when people would say, hey, is it not the same person before? It's because something has changed. There is no way you'll be in the home and those outside will know that you're not part of them. Now, you didn't catch that. If you are home, the ones outside, they would know that you're not part of them. But if you're outside, there will be no difference between us and them. It is dangerous outside. Number one reason why you should come home. You are a single sister or a single brother under the sound of my voice. Fornication is nothing to you right now. Say, you've gone too far. You're not home. You're, no, you're not home. Your body that is the temple of the Holy Spirit, you willfully and gleefully defile. Oh no, you're not home. You've gone too far away. Bible says that guy came to his senses and said, even in my father's house, it is not this bad. See, as you continue to journey in life as a Christian, there will be temptations, there will be trials. There will be things that will come your way that may want to take you out of the home. But one of the things you must know is that no matter how far away gone you are from the home, the father is at the door of the home, still waiting to welcome in you. Come and celebrate Jesus in this house. There is a hope for a sinner. That is why every saint also has a past. In me, as your pastor, every time I constantly check. You see that message that tells you, say, the moment you accept the Lordship of Jesus, you can then continue to live your life. It's 
bowed at ash. If there is no difference, distinction between you who's accepted the lordship of Jesus and the ones who haven't, it doesn't matter how much you claim Jesus is your Lord, you'll not make heaven. Because the Bible still says so. We say all that you need is just to accept the lordship of Jesus. Yes, that's all you need. But are you, are you allowing that Jesus whose lordship you've accepted, are you allowing him to walk in you and through you, to cleanse you, to purify you, to give you a new life, to cleanse you? The message translation of Romans number 6 says, why are, why are we, those of us who've left the old house, why would you go, we go back there and go live there? Don't you know when we left that house, we left that place entirely, we changed our dress? That's why John also could declare, First John chapter number 2 from verse number 1. See, I'm writing you this such that you may not sin. But if by chance anybody sins, remember, there is an advocate in the Father that we have. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. See, write this, dear children, to guide you out of sin. But if, my little children, these things are right to you, so that you may not sin. And if, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. You know what that means? It doesn't matter what you've done. Just make sure you're coming back home. The more you stay in the home, the more the Lord cleanses you. All those desires of the world, all those fleshly desires, the more he kills them. He begins to temperate even the words of your mouth. You're thinking that's where it begins from. Romans chapter number 12 from verse number 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable, which is a reasonable offering. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when the Lord gives you, when you accept the Lordship of Jesus, and the Spirit of the Lord comes to you, into you, you know one of the things that happens to you? The Lord begins to work on your thinking faculty. The way you reason and the things you reason about. When a man comes into Christ, the things he thinks about changes. And the way he thinks changes. You used to be a prayer warrior. You used to. You used to have faith. You used to trust God. You used to, you, 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 you knew how to hold on to the word, to a verse of the scripture and meditate on it and produce results in your life. But right now, most of all those things are no longer the same thing. You need to come home. It's dangerous outside. It's cold. The hawks are there. And it's lonely outside. It's lonely outside. There is no comfort there. For you to know how dangerous it was. The, 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 the prodigal son, the lost son, you know, was not living, was not frolicking with men. He was frolicking with animals. Don't forget who his father was. decided to follow Jesus. Number two. Why should you come home? Because there is no help outside. There is no help outside. 
I reckon that trials and issues of the world lead people out of the home. Because of Leo, of something better. Someone trusting God for the fruit of the womb, huh? Was taken out of the home because there is one Baba or one man or one woman somewhere who promised you something that you can be using, huh? That will fetch you, baby. Trials and issues of the world lead people out of the home. The person trusting God for a marital partner, uh, being given a powder, and say, just apply this powder on your face. No, you're, you're leaving the house. Trials and issues of the world may lead many outside. That's why the psalmist could say in Psalm 127, from 121, from verse number 1, I will lift up my eyes unto the ears, from whence cometh my help. Because there is no help elsewhere outside Christ. No turning back. No turning back. Church, it is hopeless outside. Except an encounter with Jesus is made. It is hopeless outside. There is no hope. You see, for those of us who are home and who have accepted the Lordship of Jesus, one of the reasons why we are not bothered you know, about anything that may be going on around us is simply because of the hope huh, of the eternal life that we have in Christ Jesus. That's why sometimes for a true, a truly born again individual has no fear of death. Has no fear of death. Because if death comes, the person knows they go into a place better than where they currently are. Church, it is a hopeless outside. See, you've, you, you, you stayed outside enough. Stop hope not being around the fence. That's not where you belong. Though none go with me, I still will fall. Though none go with me, I still will fall. Though none go with me, oh, I still will follow. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Have you heard people who lay claim to being saved? Then they now say to you that they don't feel like, you know, being in church anymore. Or they don't feel like serving Jesus anymore. In fact, I was watching um, an interview of someone back home in Nigeria just a um, few days ago. I stumbled on it online and I just felt, well, let me watch. Let me watch. This was someone that I knew, mm, a celebrity, who was firebrand, prayer giant. All night, all these things, she was always there. All of a sudden, you claim to find love. And I, I was not told. I stumbled on that video and I watched it myself. Then you ended up with someone who is not a believer, who is not a Christian. Then you're saying because of the generosity of the other people that now you are even being, you are considering changing, switching, you know, where you stand. Denying Christ and going with the other religion. 
Whenever you hear people say stuff like that, they will never say it in the first instance. You cannot have Jesus and want to lose him for anything. Y'all have heard my testimonies before. I've tested power. Um, Islamic power, I've tested it. Babalao, okay, sorry. You don't know Babalao, sorry. What do you call it? Witches and wizards. Voodoo, I've tested it. Jesus' power. See, I made a choice to stay with Jesus for a purpose. If it is not working, I will not. I shared my story with you all before. I was giving one stuff like that to be using to build. A young guy, you know, a young banker, living life, living large. Because the forces from my father's house were pursuing me. So I thought the way out of that uh, was for me to go to the same people that they were patronizing. Huh? To rescue me and save me. Then I will lay to bed at night. And these demonic, satanic people will show up. They will beat the hell out of me. It's Jesus plus nothing. I don't know how best to put it. You hear me? With Christ, in Christ, you don't, you don't have to, you don't, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to be extra careful. The freedom it comes with, the joy it comes with. No. When they give you stuff, those people, when they give you stuff and say, use this stuff, maybe mix it with your drink, 12 o'clock. If you use it 12.01, you are dead. One second after 12. You can't have Christ. You can't have him. I want you to say, know what some of us, you know, some people preach or teach or do. No. Every time, every time, every time you'd always want to check, am I standing? You've not denounced your acceptance of the Lordship of Jesus, but you're not walking in his will. Walk out your salvation with fear and you consistently always check, have I heard? The psalmist who did not, who Jesus hadn't even died for, David, whom Jesus had not died for, said in the book of Psalms 119, I believe, said, search me, O God, if there be any iniquity in my heart. And if you find any, please cleanse me. Because for him, it must have been an error. Because he has a desire to consistently please his maker. That was why the Bible referred to him as a friend, a man after God's heart. you decide now to follow Jesus will you decide Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 give me amplified classic version some people you know how you lure a baby hmm, out of the house with candy as a bait. That's the way some of us who are believers have been led out of the father's house because of the bait of a better life outside. You then realize that you take the bait, you take the candy, and there is actually no more candy even left. You still have to come back to the father's house. One of my major points to you this morning is don't be ashamed. You hear me? Don't be. It's not too late to come back to the father. It's not too late to say you're surrendering everything. 
It's not too late. I will never be too late to say, Lord, I've gone away for too long. I'm sorry. I'm coming back home. I have decided. Take a look at Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. This is Jesus' word. Take my yoke upon you and the line of me, for I am gentle. That is, I am meek and humble. That is, I am lowly in heart. And you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. You know, you can deceive every man, but you cannot deceive two people. You cannot deceive yourself and you cannot deceive God. You can come here on a Sunday and act as though earlier than thou, and act as though everything is very proper with you. In your heart, you know what your secret life is like. The God you claim to serve, he sees the intent of everyone. He knows the heart of everyone. To thine own self, be true. The prodigal guy, nobody could help him. <clears throat> That's why I can tell you that there is no help outside. There was no one to help him. He came to his senses. <clears throat> nobody to help him. Bible didn't say any, somebody came to him, no. He came to his senses and said, oh no, it's so terrible here, I've messed up. See, falling is not the problem, guys. Staying down is the problem. When God actually wants you up, why stay down? Number three, last for, but not the least for, to, for today. Why you should be home? Because home is where you belong. You are a son, not a slave. Even sometimes slaves are allowed in the home. Jesus speaking concerning, you know, bread and, uh, you know, and all of all those stuff. The, 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 the woman who was persistent with Jesus was saying to, 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 to Jesus. And Jesus said, no, I've come before the lordship of Israel. I've not come for everybody. Jesus says, I cannot give the meat, the bread made for children. I cannot give it to dogs. The woman said, ah. But even the dogs can feed from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Meaning that the crumb alone carries power. Oh. And you, you are not deserving of the crumbs. The whole loaf is yours. Those of you who are students who are under the sound of my voice, your parents sent you here for a purpose. Those of you who are very close to me, especially those of you who are ladies, I ring it all the time. There should be no concern in your life and in your head other than your academics and how you please God, how you serve in God's house. The moment you take, you know, what you call it, jobs, huh? you let it trump your presence in God's house or your commitment or devotion to God, something else is already happening. I shared before how some people would be the ones who would jump up and say, it's the Sunday shift, that Sunday shift, that's the one that I want, give me that one. Home is what you belong, is where you belong. Regardless of the situation, church, come back home. 
The Father is waiting. Are you not tired? Are you not tired? There is no help outside. It doesn't matter how much the word color quoted, they cannot help you. They cannot help me. See, and you're hearing from someone who's been there, who's done that. I was a terrible alcoholic. I've not hidden some of my past with you guys before. But man would grow to a level where you'd say, now, it's enough of this nonsense. Since I accepted the Lordship of Jesus, or rather, I went back to Christ, I've never known a better last year. That was in the year 2005. I was born in a Christian home. My parents were committed, devoted believers. That still does not mean that you're saved. You will grow and rise up to the level where you confess Jesus with your own mouth as your Lord and your Savior. Since that year, I've never had, and I'm not fooling you, I've not had a better last year since 2005. I did not accept the Lordship of Jesus then. I went back to Christ then. That was when I said goodbye to alcohol and all of all those nonsense. If you have the intent, if you have the desire, you know one of the things God does, he gives you the capacity to walk it. Because you cannot do it on your own strength. I know some of you desire to live your life, you know, devoid of sins and all of that. But the more you try sometimes, the more you seem overwhelmed. You've got to rise up. Always remember that for a New Testament believer, sin is a choice. Sin becomes a choice. Those of you riding on the graces of your parents, you've got to begin to think on what you will bequeath to your own children. Rise up on your feet this morning. I have decided celebrate Jesus to fall Jesus I have decided to fall I need you to mean this song as a singer I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no I'm not going back to the world I'm not saying yes to those things again. For none go with me, I still will fall. I love that verse. Though none go with me, I still will fall. I still will follow. I still will follow. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Will you decide now? Will you decide now? To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. You You're under the sound of my voice. You want to come back home. You want to come back home and you're under the sound of my voice. Without shame, would you signify by the rest up of your hands? It's cold outside. It's too dangerous. Would you please signify by the rest up of your hands this morning? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Though none go with me, I still will follow the 
still follow. I still will follow. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Heavenly Father, every hand lifted up in the sanctuary and the ones watching online. I pray for this moment. Your grace saved me and saved the rest of us. Please save everyone that's not saved. The ones yearning to come back home, please lead them back home. Fill them with your love. Say this after me. Dear Father, Dear Father thank, you thank you for your word for your that has gone forth today. Gone forth I repent of my sins. I, of I my confess sins. you as my Lord as my and Lord my Savior. And my I believe you died and I believe you rose again. Please save me, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your spirit. Keep me in your warm embrace. Give me the grace to live my life for you and to please you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.